Welcome for it. I'm your host, Cassie Betts on KBLA Talk 1580, and you're listening to Talk Tech to Me Uncut, where technology is the new sexy, black geeks are the new superheroes, and South Central LA is the new tech mecca. Today, we'll be chatting with a real superhero, real estate super agent, Lisa Gillette. But first, let's get into the T in tech. What is the T in tech? Hashtag be cyber smart. Tip of the week since it's Cybersecurity Month, let's get into it. Because it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month, I'm going to be sharing easy tips you can start applying right now to improve your online safety up in here, up in these digital streets. Always use strong passwords and a password manager. I know we all should know this, but we all don't be doing it. Sometimes I have, yeah, I have been guilty of this. Okay, so number one, long. Your passwords should be long. They should be at least 12 characters long. I know it seems like forever, but this is how you can be safe with your passwords, y'all. Two, they have to be unique. You don't want to reuse your passwords. You know, I know we're all guilty of that. (laughs) I know we're all guilty of reusing our passwords on multiple places. Three, they should be complex. Um, Not only should they be 12 uh, characters long, but they should have uppercase, lowercase numbers, special characters like exclamation points, underscores and whatnot. Also, don't sleep on password managers. Um, They're safe. They can help you keep your passwords organized, like get rid of the notebook. (laughs) Get rid of if you have that notes in your phone where you put all your passwords. That's not very safe. If you have like a Google Doc that you keep all your passwords, that's not very safe. And definitely, even if you have it written down, this is your life. This is your life, y'all. Somebody gets um, entry into one into one of your spaces like Facebook or your Gmail, they can kind of ruin your life and it takes a while to come back from that. Um, Some options for password managers are 1Password, Bitwarden, and Keeper. So just keep that in mind. And they are safe, but just, you know, use, use, use common sense. Next up, stolen LAUSD data gets leaked by ransomware gang. So during a cyber attack on the L.A. Unified School District's computer system in September, the ransomware gang known as Vice Society seized thousands of files, which it then released on the dark web after after a failed attempt to get money from LAUSD. So basically what had happened was, so first of all, let's talk about ransomware. Ransomware is like... A ransom, you know, so they basically they they hack your system and then they ask for money. They want money in order to not leak it onto the dark web or not leak all your information out. So this happened with the LUSD and the LUSD was told by uh, authorities, do not <laughs> do not fraternize with terrorists, basically. Do not fraternize with them. So they did not uh, pay up, and the data got leaked. It includes students' psychological assessments, legal documents, contracts, employees' social security numbers, students' social security numbers. I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess. LAUSD Superintendent Alberto Carvalho confirmed there was a demand made for payment, but he was advised not to negotiate with hackers, like I said. LAUSD, they have set up a hotline so parents and staff can deal with all the questions. I mean, what do y'all think? Do y'all think they should have just paid up? 1-800-920-1580. Let us know. Um, I myself, I think they did the right thing. You can't, I mean, hacking is going to happen, unfortunately. And uh, if we 
all paid everybody every time they hacked it just you would have no money left so (laughs) i think they did what they had to do and um people are gonna need to find out how to kind of uh protect themselves from from future things probably watch your your best thing they could do is watch their credit watch your credit um so that is something they are offering cardi b fumbled the bag with call of duty Nicki minaj secured the bag so Nicki minaj scores a multi-million dollar endorsement deal with activision's call of duty after cardi b had to step back to handle her legal woes cardi b shared in a tweet that she had to back off the partnership due to her past mistakes girl i know she is hurt from that cardi tweeted my stupid decisions from the past caused me to miss out on money now i had a multi-million dollar call of duty deal on the table that I couldn't take because of court. Guys, think twice about those quick decisions. Lesson learned. What Cardi was talking about was the felony and misdemeanor charges she faced in 2018 after a scuffle at a New York strip club. Nicki Minaj is now featured in the latest Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, which drops October 28th, alongside Lil Baby, Pete Davidson, and other celebrities. That was like the longest promo video I have ever seen. <laughs> I thought it was very, it was very well done, but it was a really long promo video. Um, I'm sure they have shorter versions. So Quavo admits Migos didn't have a bank account for their millions of dollars. And they used to hide money in the floors and the walls. Okay. That's hood. <laughs> so, one of the hottest hip hop groups, Migos confessed on the big facts, which is a podcast. Um, that they didn't have bank accounts for the first five to six years. Wow, y'all. Wow, that's how we live in five to six years of their career. We used to hide money in the floors, in the walls, stuff like that, Quavo said. Quavo and Takeoff said when the money started rolling in, they were just 22 years old and they viewed it as fast money. They now have financial advisors. They have multiple endorsement deals. They have um, NFTs. Okay, they're doing better now. They've they figured it out. So we're we're very very proud of them. Offset wasn't a part of the interview. Migos' future is still uncertain due to Offset's legal woes. Urban Tech Connect Conference 2022 on October 20th. Founders and techies, are you ready for this? Plug in South LA's Urban Tech Connect, the premier conference for Black and Brown founders and tech professionals, returns to LA in person. So happy it is in person. Not not Virgil in person. It'll be at the Nate Holden Performing Arts Center. You can go to UTC, like Urban Tech Connect, utc.pluginsouthla.com. And you can use our code. This is my code, y'all. I'm giving y'all my code. Write it down. You ready? Okay. You right. You ready? All right. <laughs> You can use our code UTC-Social-75 to get $25 tickets. Those tickets are not cheap. So, again, UTC-Social-75 for $25 tickets at UTC.PluginSouthLA.com. When we come forward, we're going to talk with the real estate super agent Lisa Gillette on the Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. Today we're talking to Lisa Gillette. <laughs> we just heard a commercial about Gillette. <laughs> She's a real estate extraordinaire, professional agent, trainer, national public educator, award-winning author, and speaker. They say all heroes do. <laughs> they say all heroes don't wear a case, but Lisa, you wear a case. I do spandex and boots. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because she's a super agent. Uh, 
Okay, first, let me ask you, when did you fall in love with tech? Oh, my goodness. I go back to, so, you know, where we are located. I'm a Crenshaw grad, actually. So Crenshaw Crenshaw. Crenshaw introduced uh, web design in ninth grade for me when I was at Crenshaw. And it was the first time I had the opportunity to learn how to build my own website. So we were doing HTML coding. And I was like, oh, this is dope. I did, wow. some, I did some website where I had pictures of my, uh, I loved jet skiing at that time. And I was into like my sign. And so I had my little archer swivel. It was three, it was animated. And so fast forward now, I just think it's really interesting that now no one needs to know HTML coding. Like it's now built in like your word. You can change the, the codes. This is your. We still teach so it. We still teach it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's, it's. For me, it was then, and then beyond that, it was just learning the 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 suites, like different suites, and I didn't realize how powerful now, especially to make to make your voice be heard, especially when we're looking at. I mean, you and I worked worked on uh, different pitch decks and having to use these different th- programs mm-hmm. and softwares. And I had no clue then, like that small introduction would open an entire world. And I've changed a lot of policy, a lot of minds, Mm. made a lot of influences with the power of tech. Yes, I love it. I love it. So we have had some top secret um, workings (laughs) going on together. We're not going to talk about it yet. But let's talk about uh, the boot camps, the boot camps that you teach. I love that you have these like teenage focused real estate and financial literacy boot camps. Tell us about it. Okay, so. Cassie and I started, we connected and where I was live and direct in super agent suits, spandex and boots and really just connected. And wow, we had, uh, we were at the convention, right? And we were inundated with all these students and it was so awesome to actually be able to connect with them and introduce this concept of real estate literacy, right? Mm -hmm. So real estate ownership slash financial literacy is is what we've been doing. And it's been so important to do that is because as we're looking at this trend, intergenerational conversation, it's bringing real estate to the coffee table, the breakfast table, you know, the drives in the car. Yeah. And what we're finding is that it is re- it's relieving the weight of the adult, per se, mm. who may not have, who didn't grow up with real estate, right? okay. who didn't grow up with real estate. And now the youth can say, hey guess I just learned this in class. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Yes. That I can check my credit for free at annualcreditreport.com. Like these are basics. Our class is designed for them to know the basics. Yes. In, in real estate. So it's funny because people ask me kind of like, oh, you know, okay, I see you have real estate here. Like, what does this have to do with technology? Like, how is this part of y'all tech boot camps? Right. And I'm like, because we have kids, literally children starting age 10, Yes. You know, learning these very high level software engineering. You know, we have video game design like they're they're learning very high tech stuff. JavaScript, Absolutely. PHP. This is like they get paid a pretty penny for these things. So we have children graduating straight out of high school, going into career and making a lot of money all of a sudden. Right. What are they going to do with that money? Absolutely. Financial literacy and real estate it has to go hand in hand yeah. with all of our technology. We start and we end our are like big boot camps with your class <laughs> because yeah. like you got to start with you about to make money right. <laughs> pretty much what you gonna do with it yeah you know and it puts them in this mindset of like oh god i can't just buy jordans and you know stuff 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, literally, I feel like all the kids now that have gone through your class, their whole mindset has changed. I really That's feel... Awesome. Right. Like yeah. what? Like if you if you didn't exist, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. and I didn't find someone else right. <laughs> to teach these type of classes. Um, I think they would just be on some. Yeah, I'm gonna buy Jordans. I'm gonna buy a car. Right. I'm gonna buy one house. Right. You know, <laughs> and, like, and kudos to you, Cassie, and your team for really first being progressive and open to this own concept because this was pitched to many of the local schools in inner city. Wow. And a lot of them said no. Ooh. And our kids are not ready for that. Our kids don't even know how to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, how are you making a decision for them before even giving them the opportunity right. to be able to do that? Let's give me goosebumps. Yeah. And so this is why I said, I'm a, I turn a baby when I cry, right? Like uh, we do the, the, the classes and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. Uh, because we're touching at-risk youth. Uh, I've actually taken on at-risk youth as part of our mentorship program, our internship program, where in the past we've done scholarship giveaways for those to go on to the next track in their uh, academic careers or their lives. And I recall one of my youth, it's so funny to me, right? It's interesting because it just kind of shows the lives that they're experiencing. And that is either being unhoused and just real life stuff. And what they learned was the basics of life. What should your rent be based on how much money you bring? Right. This is what we talk about in class is just the real life stuff. Mm. Where do you want to live? Where do you expect to live? And we had such a dynamic session with this last cohort when we talked about NIMBYs, not in my backyard. Mm. We had the, the young group say, well, do you feel like it's OK that there's a group that says, hey, we want affordable housing, but over there. Mm. Right. And then we just spurred that conversation, critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting to see within the, the, the students themselves, right? The young scholars, we start calling them. Yeah. Yeah. The scholars, scholars. the young scholars within the young scholars themselves, they're able to do critical thinking and have these really Mm. tough conversations about, well, one student said, well, I wouldn't want that because that means there's more people in the area and I, I'm moving there because I want to raise my kids, my family, lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? And so it's really interesting that they can see these are real world questions and issues and challenges that as you get older or the adults as we see it now, we're facing, right? Yeah. We talked about the encampment. We talked about the bills that are being passed that are basically saying, um, essentially, you're affecting our values and we, this, this doesn't aesthetically look good, mm. right? Mm. And so what do we do with that? And so we touched on that. Like, oh, well, put them over here. Okay, so we're going to encamp them. It just, it's so deep. And I I get joy out of it because even though we've been doing the cohorts and it's still the same, right? It's, I have my basics at minimum. They need to know terms and definitions in terms of what it means to, you know, down payment, what are the closing costs, what are the loan programs available? And so with those basics, we expect them to say, okay, I at least can make a decision if ownership is right for me or rentership, if I'll continue that and make that decision based on information and knowledge versus Mm -hmm. ignorance and not Mm -hmm. knowing that information. Cause oftentimes people feel it's too complex. Like I don't even want to deal with that, but I spin it and I said, that's okay if you don't want to own your home, but what about owning a storefront, a building, a business? Okay. The radio station. Oh, something. (laughs) The radio station. station. Hey. (laughs) 
ownership is where it's at. And that's why your class is so important. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why it's so important. It's like, okay, we made a lot of money. What do we own, though? Right. Because if you don't, if you don't right. diverse your portfolio, <laughs> you can end up with nothing. Absolutely. You just never know. And one of the things to that is I will add is real estate. People don't realize how political it is. But I think along the different segments on this show, I'm confident they are touching on what's happening with <laughs> councilmen's and, you know, different briberies and whatnot yeah, and contracts in and deals because KBLA be on it. Because <laughs> that stems from development. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. This is deep. It runs deep. Absolutely. There's so much we can talk about, but I want to talk about the technology. Let's talk yeah. about your platform. Okay. What you, yeah. what you got going on? Yeah. What you so doing there? I've been working on property owners, EDU. Love this. And this really spawned off because uh, Super Agent in its character in itself was about how does someone find an advocate, right? How do I, how can I distinguish an advocate? And so Super Agent, when I first started was, uh, my whole spiel was in costume and I get on stage and I say super agents saving the saving our communities from housing crisis and foreclosure. Right? I love it. <laughs> and so it really became more of a push of historically our folks, our communities have been uh, hoodwinked, bamboozled mm. with signing documents that oftentimes gave interest or ownership interests away. And so property owners EDU is more so about the education and allowing homeowners and it's twofold, right? So there's the education component for our young adults, um, for our youth who want to step into understanding the ownership aspect. But here's what I have to point out about that. We all have grandma, grandpa. And right. even if we decide we don't want to own one day, if grandma, grandpa owns property, as I'm noticing right now, one in every three seniors are diagnosed with dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm. So there's going to come a time that you're up next. Right. You're the reason. And, and sadly, so as someone who's 10 toes to the concrete, active in the community, I have to take the hard conversations from grandpa saying my such and such is not doing anything. I'm going to sell and have to do something else what does that mean not understand the carrying costs of mortgages property mm. taxes the mm. homeowners insurance the responsibilities this is all the stuff we talk about in our classes as to why it's important um to to understand the literacy aspect of it mm -hmm. so i'm i mean what is the right move when grandma and grandpa have a house i, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of kids, their kids, mm -hmm. um, just would sell to take the money. But I, I don't. Is that the right move? <laughs> so, so here's what's really interesting about that, especially as a as a real estate professional in this business, and noticing just kind of how the outside companies who were not marketing or selling in the area have now come into the area. They all have been here now. And one of the challenges with that is, as much as we want to say we've made pr progress and not being biased and not being discriminated against uh the california association of realtors president just issued an apology yesterday by way in an inbox they had their board meetings this week was called expo week mm. which means you know we're now back live in person we're excited about what tech is doing what's the latest and on the cusp of this is that we found with tech, with web, with viral, with news, that people are finding out more of our history of how these organizations historically redlined, steered, Boom. bam, blockbust, okay, right, hurt us, and it's not just for this this snippet. It's a legacy that they're working on trying to fix. 
So to answer that question, that's the long of how we get here. We got to give the context, right, to what is the right move in terms of selling. Okay. I think it's Wait, more, did you finish about the apology? So they issued an apology. They issued the apology and like, said, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We apologize. We were wrong is what it said. We were wrong. It said we were wrong. We were wrong. Okay. Yeah. But what? But for what? Wrong about what? Right. So <laughs> Did it so, go into why they were yes, wrong? Yes, wrong for that we supported laws that kept black and brown minorities underserved out of real estate ownership. They are called restrictive covenants that are still in records in a lot of these properties in this area today. Uh, They come up on what we call the chain of title, which is interesting as we talk about smart contracts and whatnot, how that, you know, we we're getting into a space where we won't likely see those, right? Those, those CC and R's. And I, it's interesting because there's a different school of thought right now about would we want that removed, right? Do we not want to show that once upon a time when I lived in 90047, yeah. mm-hmm. that if it specifically stated that if you were Negro, you, that couldn't. you couldn't purchase, you couldn't acquire, and mm-hmm. this property, if it was sold to someone of that ascent, then it would revert back to the white Caucasian owner. I remember um, we had a class. We I sat in class. one of your classes and you showed the kids where it said that in the paperwork. Right. That a black or brown person was not even allowed right. to purchase this property. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And various areas. Was, say that, black, the kids were Filipino, Mexican. It said all. It, it said anything non-white. Anything that non, was pr- any, that, right. That was in writing. y'all. It was in writing. It was in writing. And you know? that was a very that's always a powerful moment for them. Um, I don't know if you recall the young lady that she was out of state and she cried. She I was mean, in, everybody she was, was crying. Infuri- she I was, was crying. She was infuriated to find infuriated. that out. Infuriated. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, yeah. And our kids, I think it's, it's so important to know your history, mm. you know, because then you understand the why we are where we are now. Right. Cause people be like, Oh, well, black people are just lazy. Right. No. So with that, <laughs> the bill now in California passed effective this year. In fact, I had, I was working on it with a transaction that I just did a couple months ago, two months ago that we can now remove that language, right? We can now remove the language. So here's what's interesting. This is why it's so in, it's just so powerful y'all is to just be study study that study up study up right stay stay on top i made up that word right study <laughs> up <laughs> and cassie co-signed yeah, it. right study up <laughs> Good. Right. <laughs> listen, listen to her show and listen to these shows and stuff like that is because the law that passed uh, says that we can remove that language escrow gave me a pushback and they said oh no you can't do it title gave me a pushback and then what did i do i handed the bill right right right, right. The law. Wow. and then it was ceased conversation they took care of it because because now you're in a converse in a conversation with the seller that says i would like you to get this removed and notarized so you can put it the onus on the seller of the property or you can do it post closing after you acquire and you have the ownership and so it's there's a lot (laughs) happening so to what i was saying about removing it right you said it's important that we understand our history and where we came from lisa actually let's talk about that when we come forward yes (laughs) more with lisa gillette when we come forward on kbla talk 1580 we've got a lot to talk about Welcome forward. You're now tapped in to Talk Tech to Me Uncut. I'm your host, Cassie Betts, on KBLA Talk 1580. 1-800-920-1580 to Talk Tech. First, I want to talk about 
something that we have going on called Agenda for America, an African-American perspective. You have to be sure to tune in Thursday, October 20th from 7 to 9 p.m. PST to the third episode of this very special series. It's executive produced by Tavis Smiley. This week's conversation, The State of Black Men in America. It's moderated by Zoe Williams. Agenda for America, an African-American perspective is available in podcast and video format on KBLA1580.com and on the KBLA app. So we are in the studio with super agent Lisa Gillette. Where's your cape, girl? I should have had you wear your cape. You should have had me wear the cape. <laughs> I thought about it. I meant to. I meant to call you, but like, can you wear the cape? Where are you the cape? <laughs> you know everybody love the cape. <laughs> so, he, so here to that, right? So that, that's an awesome story. And to that, I was looking. I, I have been reaching out to different, uh, you know, designers and whatnot. I'm like, I need the super agent uh, revamped. Right. I need a whole Do you new... have like the NFT metaverse cape? <laughs> I did, right. <laughs> I, your digital exactly. cape yet? I, I, so speaking of that, right, before NFT was an NFT, uh-huh. and this is... Uh, very interesting is that we're noticing the industry move in that direction, right? Absolutely. And so as people, what really happened is we've been forced into it thanks to the pandemic. Right. And I thought it was classic. I, I made a post about this in this joke. I said, remember, you guys were sitting there telling your kids that, you know, stop playing that video game. It's just not, you're not, you won't become anything. You're not going to make it, <laughs> make any money from that sitting there playing. And Oops. I said, that's so interesting because look at all these real estate professionals got their avatars in these little worlds. <laughs> and who made those? All them kids that were sitting there playing all these right. video games. Playing on the, the video like, games. All into CGI and the perspective. The pixels. Right. My kids be talking about the pixels. Oh, the pixels are very quite what what pixel (laughs) right 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 so now you see everyone moving in this direction of creating their their avatar images right and their their nft which is why i was saying this this is it's a non-negotiable you gotta do it it's a non-negotiable what i'd like to see especially and, and i think this is my old soul in me is merging two worlds right so our seniors who i i'm noticing right now there's a big push for ada uh, ADA compliance on websites and especially because we're now talk about what ADA that's yeah. for disability yes disability right. disabled persons we just had our site redone for this because did you hear this story this freaked me out and I was like oh my gosh so there's apparently a company a, a law firm that is paying 50 bucks to individuals to go find websites small business owners mainly the, your mom and pops who just have a site up to just say they're in business and they are finding uh, they're searching to see if they're not ADA compliant because apparently you're, you have until this went effect in 2011 and you have until 2025 to be ADA compliant, like by law. And so if they're not compliant, what ADA they're doing compliant on their website, on or their ADA website, compliant in person, on their, on website, their website, on your website, which means the website needs to be uh, captioned, closed caption, caption, closed caption. Um, if, if, someone is blind it needs to be able to have the ability to to read right uh, colorblind so uh, font sensitivity those with dyslexia and what's interesting is because if you're not following what's going on with tech and people and you're still running your business and feel like you're good you'll be You'll be hit the first fine is ten thousand, fifty thousand, next is a hundred thousand. And so the attorney can give you either fourteen days to comply or just really put you under the pressure. So if you're a small business, where do you have fifty thousand? Right. Just on it's compliance? actually cheaper just to make your website just, ADA compliant. Right. <laughs> 
Right. So this this is this is a huge thing. And, and which Cynthia, Marty World can help you do that, ladies and gentlemen. Plug. <laughs> and all those in between. <laughs> hey, Marty World biz websites. Look at there. Um. Yeah. And so with that, it's we're noticing with these worlds, right? One of one out of I, I love this quote. Right. It's uh, this quote says, "If you live long enough, you'll experience a disability." Ooh. And so you have to think about that, right? Mm. As we are moving in a in an arena where we now even have to do a police report online. I just had to explain this to a senior client. So we are tr- we are excited like you and I about getting in this space. Right. But what about our senior disabled population who's being left out or counted out? Mm. So um, I made notes here as we were talking. I was like, okay, workshop. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, workshop. Absolutely. Because to that, that means also as we touch on new money, right, new forms of money, what we are envisioning as money is those who have the ownership and let's say decide for whatever reason you want to cash out, reinvest into something, cash out meaning you're going to sell your property, mm-hmm. then um, we need NFT and crypto in real estate works if both parties agree. And so this is why it's still we're in our infancy and baby stages of of the mortgages and the financing. What I really like about it is the ledger part of it, the record keeping. And that's what I know that the industry is going to keep of it because my first foot in the game was as a notary public. And so as a notary, we have to do that in person. California just approved digital notarizations. Wow. So. So that is perfect because right, right. now we're going into this space yeah. of d- transacting mm-hmm. digitally. In the metaverse. In the, meta- <laughs> in the metaverse. In the metaverse. <laughs> I felt like I was going to hear the echo. Metaverse. The sound effect. Pop, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like we're in a space where at a time you have to get, you have to get in it. You have to get in the metaverse. Yeah. It's kind of like if you guys have been saying this, screaming it from the rooftops, like back in 1997 when people was like, this thing called the internet. The internet, right. And everybody's like, I ain't doing that. I'm not buying nothing online, you know. And now look, like we have to be we have online. To. We have to be in the internet. And yeah. now we're going to have to be in the metaverse. We're going to have to be up in this NFT game. Right. And um, I think we're going to have to be down with crypto. Don't yeah. you think? Like, Absolutely. It's all, like we're going to have to. Yeah. There's going to be no way around it at a certain point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And this is where this topic right now is so hot is because we're looking at so much uh, different startups and the companies who are. So here's my my take on it's bittersweet for me, right? Because I always feel like the real estate industry is always under attack. Mm. Someone's always looking and saying, how do we make it better and cut out the agent? Cause y'all They're make too much money. Cut out the agent. Right. But here's, what's interesting. People don't realize if you look at the fine print and you scroll down that website, that platform, that there's a usual, there's a license number associated with it. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That means you got to be a registered licensed person to do these things. So albeit an individual or a, officer in as an entity is licensed which means you're not cutting out the agent you're just digitizing you're you're digitizing them and you're doing business with an agent that is using digital tools yes yes yes. to streamline this whole experience because everyone feels like it's complex right oh it's so difficult it's this and that and true that's again super agent was has been about representation in fact 
uh, Super Agent became a Muhammad Ali effect for me. Muhammad Ali says, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. So I walk around saying I'm super I'm agent. I am the greatest. All right. I, I walk around saying I'm super agent. What do you think happens? I get unique phone calls about my sister uh, forged my signature off my mother's house. Um, you know, uh, I had somebody come and uh, so- sold me this loan and I didn't understand what I was getting myself into. Mm, uh, I call you. Yeah. And you now super Super agent. (laughs) You know what I love about your class too? Um, I love that it's real estate, it's financial literacy, but it's like, it's, it's like mental health. You know what I mean? Like it's like spiritual. Yes. And, and I feel, I think the kids feel that they feel the love that comes from you. They feel that like you say that you're like, you know what you say the words you use that's right becomes your reality absolutely you know if you say i am the greatest you become the right. greatest like these are the words that that i say you know i've said you know i'm going to own a technology company for I don't know, before I could even afford a subscription on a technology. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, like, I own a technology company, right. you know? It's like nobody would have thought that back back when, yes. way back when. But I, I did. I kept saying it even though I was like, I have no idea right. how I'm going to build a tech center in South Central LA. Yes. No idea how I was going to do that, yes. you know, way back when. Yeah. No clue. But I just keep saying it. I love it. <laughs> and eventually... And eventually it happens. So more about uh, this real estate game when we come forward on Talk Tech to Me Uncut. I'm your host, Cassie Betts, on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm here with Lisa Gillette. Let's talk tech. Let's talk <laughs> Let's tech. Let's talk tech. Let's talk real estate. We You wanted to talk about in our in the boot camps yes. that we have. So you have a thing where you have them design their own home, their own world. It's their own. So it's their own real estate. So, again, I don't limit them to home, right? And mm-hmm. that's, that's what we have to expand right. Right. our concept of what real estate is. It's real property. Right. That's the gas station. So we do an activity and we walk them through. I say, what real estate activity did you do today? And they think they usually think, well, I'm not investing. No, no, no. Let's start when you woke up. Right. If you're fortunate, your house somewhere. Right. That's an apartment building. That's commercial real estate. And so I go into the different levels of agricultural real estate, manufacturing real estate, residential real estate. And then they learn what that means. And so. I've had them built out uh, their own uh, roller coaster, their amusement parks, because then we say, what are the types of real estate? Yes. Disneyland. Right. Mm-hmm. Big piece of real estate. McDonald's. McDonald's <laughs> is not in the game of burgers. It's in the game of real estate. It's real estate. They have a formula of how they pick their real estate. Yeah. And so even on that topic, when we we talked about that, this was interesting. I did a conference. It was the first time I touched uh I, I did this conference and we were able to present because Cassie, I go way back to where I was teaching three kids and some days I had one kid. Some days I had zero, but I still presented. I still presented in a room and you, you and I were talking about the power of your words, the yep. visually creating and seeing in your mind's eye, right? You, you, when you're saying you are super agent or you're out here changing the world, South mm-hmm. LA. We're going to graduate doing, thousands right, of students. Thousands, thousands of students. Exactly. When you're putting that power and that vibration, I love that the universe conspires to give you that. And for me, that was in Atlanta at a conference and it was 80 students over a three day period. Wow. Here's what was interesting to that. Right. So as we touch on that in the class, they get to use uh, Minecraft. Yeah. 
right? They get to use the tools that you guys are even showing them. I'm like, don't limit yourself. Illustrator. Yeah, Illustrator, Photoshop. That's right. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, don't limit yourself. I had some students say, well, I'm not really good at coloring. I don't really know how to draw. I'm like, you're in a tech class. Right. You have. Draw a Figma. (laughs) Yeah, you have the tools. Go ahead and use a Roblox. Right. No judgment. Like, this is your creation. I can't, I don't have a bar for it. I don't have what the guidelines are. I remember my son actually (laughs) did the Roblox. uh, Gave us a whole tour. A whole tour of his house. Yeah, screen share and a whole tour. We got to see everything. (laughs) Yeah. And see, isn't that awesome? Because even introducing the concepts of screen share, meeting and conferences, uh, what the pandemic did for us was powerful. Cassie is we were able to connect and touch people the youth the young scholars across the globe in fact I connected with um, these young scholars young women in Jamaica Mm -hmm. as they were Mm -hmm. connect they found me on LinkedIn and were like can we still stay in touch absolutely that like this in our class yes I remember yes yeah uh, Abigail Abigail and I can't remember (laughs) I want to say Uh, Janelle Janelle. 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 All right. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Jamaica. (laughs) Yeah. And she was really moved by what we did. She said, we don't have this. Like, no one's telling us about property. And I love it. Property. 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 (laughs) She's like, no one's telling us about this and the budget and finance and the tech. And so when you hear those stories, you can't help but say, yeah, let's go. When's the next class? Mm -hmm. And so we're just definitely wanting to continue to expand broaden horizons because when people keep thinking home ownership, it's literally they're locked in that home aspect. But it's more than that. It's more than that. You could still, you could run the building, own the building, do mm-hmm. the gas station, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are the activities that I share with them is when you're going through your day-to-day and you go to the skate park, somebody owned that, right? Somebody owns the beach, part of the beach, and all these different things that we think we're enjoying, but someone actually right. Another thing that your class does, I think, is it makes you realize that you don't have to be a gazillionaire. Yes. You have all the tips and tricks. Yes. And all the resources. And you you let them know. And I mean, I was in there like taking notes. You know, like, wait, I didn't know a lot of the things that you were um, talking about. So that was just such an amazing part. More Talk Tech to Me Uncut when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. You're listening to Talk Tech to Me Uncut, where tech is the new sexy. So we were talking about your platform. Let's talk about your platform. It was called Property Owners EDU. Property Owners EDU. How can we get to it? Propertyownersedu.com. Okay. I was so excited about when you asked me about it. I was like, okay, let me tell you all the, this is the founding founder story, right? The origin story. The origin story. The superheroes. (laughs) I got into the whole thing. And I was like, wait, okay, why, why are we doing this? So what here's, does it do? here's what's interesting. Uh, I just got this call and this is what it does. Uh, it gives you a space in place. It gives you a team. It's essentially having a real estate pocket advisor. Mm. And it's twofold because on there as well, you have access to the courses um, and the classes. And it's all arenas of real estate. Interesting. So it's both for what I call prosumers instead of consumers. And this is me just kind of wanting to empower us. Words have power. So it's prosumers because right now we are people that are producing and we are consuming what we are producing. So we do... for me, it's prosumers, right? It's like, Lisa, why you got to make up stuff? Like, why you gotta... Somebody got to do it. <laughs> right. Just, just, okay, just so go. Courses. I'm like, just go with it, y'all. And so what, how do I become a member? How much does it cost? Yeah. So there's uh, different levels. There's three levels to it. And you can jump in with what fits. So as low as nine ninety nine a month. 
and then we scale up because it includes other build-ons in terms of what you need. So mm-hmm. it depends on what you need. But I keep it really simple. Um, you don't have to necessarily be a member for that. Again, if you just want to get an individual, you know, know the real estate stuff, the basics, you can do that uh, in terms of the online classes. And now, are these classes to teach me to be a realtor or to teach me to buy real estate? So they're twofold. They're twofold because I'm an advocate in both sides, um, wanting to clean up the streets in the real estate business, right? Right. Right. So it's making sure that uh, from a real estate standpoint, if you decide to jump into industry, doing good business, ethical, how to market, how to consult, what you should be looking at, um, how you should be moving and representing and presenting yourself. So there's a whole section on branding, marketing, and stuff like that. Uh, and we included the entrepreneur series that when the pandemic hit, we locked, knocked out like 16 classes, right? So on all aspects, even like... See, this is a good part about the pandemic. We were just like, we, well, right, let me we put created, my head down and build. <laughs> I Listen, and we it was such a good thing because it really was more so wanting to make sure that we didn't get stuck. Right. Right. It was just forward movement. And then on the prosumer side is is helping out those folks who are likely dealing with property war, uh, property fence wars. Have you heard property fence no. wars? So, of course, because our communities are changing. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh. Yeah, communities are changing, okay. and I either want to put a fence up that maybe did not have a fence for some time, and I want to enclose my lot. Oh. And so if I enclose my lot in an, in a little bit over past your driveway or where you put your trash bin, then the issue is that I'm going to have a disgruntled neighbor. Uh-huh. So it makes it a little bit challenging to be uh, neighbor friendly if your neighbor is like, oh, you, I've lived here 40 years and now you're putting up a fence. So that's an example. We, we kind of refer them out and connect them with the appropriate professionals, tax advisors, legal advisors. Big, big issue in our communities of property taxes. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming <laughs> yeah. on this show. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing all this great information. Tune in next week, y'all, as we talk to Derek Smith of Plug In South LA. We're going to talk about the aftermath of his Urban Tech Connect conference. <laughs> We're going to talk about the aftermath of his next conference. You are you have been listening to unapologetic, the Unapologetically Progressive Oh, people can find Lisa at where? At LA Super Agent on your all your favorite social media platforms. LA right. Super Agent. L- at LA Super Agent. Make sure you check out our show, Ready Set Real Estate. That's right. That's right. Thank you for listening. You've been ta- you've been listening to Talk Tech to Me Uncut. I'm your host, Cassie Betts, on the Unapologetically Progressive KBLA 1580.